1: Nashville episode... Nine season four called threes a crowd and there were many threes a crowds in this episode tonight. Yes. So we are going to dig right in. We love keeping up with y'all on Twitter. You have so many great things to say. So you can follow me at Southern underscore Wit and we'll keep the conversation going.
2: You guys can follow me on
3: Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Keaton Markey. I keep it easy. Hey everyone, you can follow me on Twitter at SeraphiniTV.
1: TV. And we're missing JJ and Violet tonight. Not feeling so well. There's some stuff going on. So anyways, we will be. Ba- they'll be back next week. Most of them. I am forced. Will not, which is very sad. Oh, it looks like our guest is calling in Cynthia McWilliams, who plays Gabriella. Hi, Cynthia, are you on the phone?
0: Hey, I Hi. am. How are you? We're
1: so excited to chat with you. Yes, I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So we'll just jump right in. We want to hear about the audition process for your role.
0: Oh wow. Um i <laughs> ready to yeah. hear that. You know, is you know, maybe flash back for a second. I'm like, oh I didn't uh, I didn't even yeah, I have to go back in memory there. Uh I mean it was a pretty typical audition process. Um they have a casting office here in Los Angeles. Um and I went in and read for um first uh Mark Rutman, who uh is um one of the office uh, workers there, and then uh, the, he's a casting associate, and then I read for Jenny Backrock, and we put it on tape, and they brought me back in, and, and it was kind of, you know, just a typical process, go in, go back in, go back in one more time. Exactly. Um, and uh, they sent that tape on to Nashville, so I hadn't actually met any of, you know, the showrunners or creators, or, or even Luke himself, um until I got on set in Nashville. Oh, wow. so that was all. that all happened on uh, the magic of, of digital everything wow. now. Wow. So That's there was the no chemistry
2: world. read, no nothing with Luke?
0: No, nothing. Which like, you know, it's always kind of, you know, all scary because you don't know what it's going to be like until you get there. But on day one, um, you know, we met each other. We actually met each other in a van ride to set. So oh, wow. Literally, that was, you know, how we met. And we, you know, immediately... Yeah, he was just very friendly and, you know, started—apparently he had done some research on me before I ever got Ooh. there. And he was like, so, you went to DePaul, huh? And he asked me all about college and Chicago, in and he actually knew some of my agents from my old agency in Chicago. And it was just fun. We just had a good time. He kind seems like— a, up like old friends, even though that was our first time meeting. Yeah, he seems like a solid
1: dude, someone who would be like that. That's pretty awesome that it was easy enough just to get along like that.
0: Yeah, very. We had a nice chat all the way there and then as soon as we got to set, we got to work in and I think um uh immediately because you know I think every actor feels like once you get to work in, you immediately kind of know, okay, is this person here to to play or are they here to you know get some work in and i think we both had really similar work ethics and we recognized that about one another very quickly so we got along even more because you know we both just really fell into a groove really really quickly
2: so how much about gabriella did you know uh after you know going into the audition process and then once you got the role going into to playing her did you have a good idea about what her arc was going to be about her relationship with luke or what can you tell us about that
0: Not even a little bit. They
2: keep you working there, huh?
0: (laughs) Not a dang thing. Um, All I knew was, you know, the specs of who she was, that she was um, an image consultant from New York and that she was, you know, the one thing I really knew and that they they gave us to go with was just the idea that she was a character that was very specifically from outside of Nashville because, you know, Mm -hmm. the show, I mean, the world is so very – Inclusive, it's just this little microcosm. We're looking at, you know, yes, the whole industry, but you know, these people in this world, they're all very interconnected, you know, everybody on the show. And so the one thing I did know was that this character was going to very much be an outside influence in Luke's life and someone from another um, world. And so I think that gave me the freedom and the comfort to be able to come in and just be that character and not feel the need to kind of you know, um, blend into the landscape of the show at all and to really bring all of, you know, my uniqueness and my city girl to it. And mm-hmm. I think that ended up working out in my favor.
1: It totally did. And part of the storyline too, which I think we've talked a lot about on the show, is how you were kind of a little hard to get. Like I don't mix Business with pleasure, kind of thing. Was it hard to kind of sh- to switch that on then? Because you're kind of, I don't know, was it like all a game in, in Gabriella's character, it seemed?
0: Yeah, and again, again, that's what's always so funny is I didn't know it either. So I would be reading it like, <laughs> wait a minute, what is going on with this girl? <laughs> what is up with you her? Know, on episode three, it's like, yeah, I don't make business with pleasure. And then I get episode the next episode, and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> so she's pulling in the bedroom? What, what's going on?
3: <laughs> well, that was. And so fun.
0: I'm just as shocked about that, you know, as as the viewing audience is. And so I think, um, you know, it's always fun to get surprised by your own character and then have to figure out, okay, well then how am I going to play this moment? And I think like any woman, you know, a lot of times we have big ideas about how strong we're going to be, um, mm-hmm. and then we get in front of a nice, charming <laughs> man who's handsome and flirting, and before you know it, we lose all sight of ourselves. It's <laughs> that <laughs>
1: accent, I guess,
0: huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: amazing. Well, well, were you a fan of the Nashville show before you even got involved? Were, were you, like, well aware of the show, and are you a fan of country? I absolutely country was. Music?
0: I absolutely was. It was, um, in its first season in particular, I was a huge Mm -hmm. fan, like watched every single episode, never missed it, watched it real time. In the second season, I I was still pretty hardcore, but, you know, every now and again would miss one. By the third season, I was still into it, but I had to start DVRing a little bit because I was working on other shows and, you know, just wasn't able to always be home Mm -hmm. at the time that the show would air. But I still definitely kept up with everything. And, you know, I just really like the show. I think, you know, it's like a lot of... um, you know ABC is really great at doing you know that prime time soap opera Mm -hmm. where they really just give you all that good drama but somehow it doesn't feel cheesy I mean I just really get pulled into all these characters I think um, they're really well drawn and I think no matter if you are in the music business or if you know a lot about it it's like this isn't really about music business it's that's the landscape that we're telling the story but it's really just about relationships
1: Totally, and
0: you know Friendships and love and and I mean just a lot of hard hidden issues, man, and I just really think they do a great job of telling all those stories, especially since we have to get like fifteen people's stories in every week
2: and speaking about relationships, I mean this episode in particular really kind of explored uh, Luke and Colt's relationship, and you were kind of yeah. you're a third threes a yeah. crowd there <laughs> as the title would be. Um, what's it? What is it like working with those two? And kind of what? What is your opinion on that storyline and that particular relationship?
0: Um. Yeah, that is awkward, isn't it? Those two are just going <laughs> through it. They're having a hard time. Uh-huh. I was at that dinner table, breakfast table, like, okay, this is awkward. Uh, <laughs> they played it really, really well. well. But I like it. I like that they, again, I just like all the different relationships they explore. Same thing with, um, I think, uh, Raina and Maddie. They're having a whole situation right now, you know, where they're kind of starting to get into those years mm-hmm. where she's, you know, rebelling and, you know, acting out. And I think it's interesting to see a father and son dealing with those issues versus a mother and a daughter. It's also interesting because Raina is always trying to be this really strong moral compass, and then you've got Luke, who's doing something that's kind of questionably immoral. And, you know, we're, we're, we're sort of wondering, is he being a good dad, or is he doing what's right? Is it what's best for the business, or before, is it what's best with, for his son? You know, whose interest is he really see, serving right now? And, and you know that he's going to have to learn that lesson. Um, and, it's, and it's a really rare, you know, thing that happens as kids grow up, that, that sometimes the kids... End up kind of getting it a little bit more than the parents. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we're looking at right now in this relationship is that Colt is really, you know, just being a little more mature than his dad and that he can call him on a little bit of his BS and say, yeah, you're not really maybe doing the best or the right thing. You're lying and you're keeping secrets and and I don't know that that's right. And I don't know that I can respect you as an adult figure. And I think that's kind of a cool moment for Colt, you know? Mm -hmm. He's. You know, the teens on the show, it's always hard. The kids, you know, the kids on any show, it's like, you know, it's nice when we see them start to assert themselves as, like, real people in the world. And I think this has been a really cool arc for him to just grow up, both in his relationship with his girlfriend, but also in his relationship to his father. And he's totally. a great
2: actor. That that kid, he has just, like, impressed me so mm.
1: much. And he totally does not like Gabriella. So <laughs> what can you tell us about where that storyline's going to go? Because at this point, it seems like Luke does not want to do the four business right now, and it seems like Gabriella's kind of in a tough spot. Do you have any any hints for where where your storyline might go there?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's really, I think you're on it there. That there's just a lot of forces pulling uh, him in, in some different directions, but Gabriella is a focused lady, and mm-hmm. She is all about the business, and even though I think she's willing or excited about maybe entertaining whatever this new relationship is, her primary focus has always been business. And right. I, I don't know, that might that might pose a problem, mm-hmm. um, because Luke is, justifiably so, he's pulled in a lot of directions right now. So... All I can say is, is that he's kind of, yeah, he, he's got other things on his mind, but Gabriella usually only has one thing on her mind, and that is business. Right.
1: <laughs> well, I know you've been on a bunch of other TV sets, Real Husbands of Hollywood and other, other shows as well. What can you say that stands out about being on the Nashville set?
0: Um, I think most, I mean, I, I definitely, like, beyond the, the doubt, this is such a unique set in that the show is really influenced by its environment. Um, It it is shot in Nashville. It's not shot like on a sound stage out here in L.A., Mm -hmm. which makes it really different because it's influenced by the music scene there. Um, And I think the music scene is also um, affected by the show Nashville. The people in the city, in the town, they are just so... um, you know, excited about the show and and I think the actors who you know, play on the show, they're really they're out in in the streets, you know, hanging out and doing things on on Tuesdays and Thursdays going to live open mics and you know, and there's really a highway there's the record company Mm -hmm. you know, in in Nashville, on the streets, right next to a hotel and across the street from the subway you know, like it's in the city and it's really just kind of cool to see how these two World, the the TV show world and the real Music City Nashville, and how they just feed off one another. It's it's really very unique, Um, and I think that definitely was the thing that uh, stood out to me about being on this set is that there's kind of no difference between being on the set and being just in the Music City itself. Wow.
3: Yeah. Now, for your character, Gabrielle, and she's surrounded by so many country artists and musicians in the show, do you think we will ever see you or your character, um, you know, get on the mic and sing
0: something? (laughs) Oh, absolutely not. That would be <laughs> the quickest way to get that show canceled. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> hey, hey, that's funny. funny. Hey, we well, most
2: people we've had come in here from the show, like part of their audition process was singing at one point, but I feel like you're one of the first characters that we, we've talked to that you have no, you, you yeah, don't have no to worry music. about that at all. You play exactly. a different That's what I was
0: saying about when I was given the freedom, I'm saying, okay, this person is not... She's from outside of Nashville. She's completely unrelated to the music end of the business. It just—I knew right then. Okay, good. This is going to be safe. That means no one's ever going to ask me to sing. Thank goodness. I
1: love (laughs) it. That is hilarious. Well, we really—there's
0: plenty of talented people out there that are doing that job for me very, very, very well. That show is full of amazing singers, amazing voices, and great performers, and just really, really fantastic. That's been one of my favorite things about working on the show, too, is just I get to be on set and see some of these really awesome performance scenes get recorded, and, and they're just so much fun. And It's so impressive to see how these actors are able to not only, you know, learn their lines and do the job of what any normal actor would be doing on set, but then take on, you know, learning a new song and, and rehearsing it with the musicians mm-hmm. and getting up there and putting on a real deal, like, concert-level performance, you know, every week. Like, do, it's really, really impressive. Wow. Do
2: they do those live, usually, or, are they, or is there a track? Because I can't imagine them doing that many takes singing.
0: Oh, my God, they are. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy. No yeah, like, that, um... I, I call. I remember in particular the episode when Juliet was singing at her album launch party. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that was like in the concert arena with the lights and the fog and the wow. extras standing up. And I mean, that's another thing is you're dealing with hundreds of extras. Right. You can't keep them there all day. And you're trying to get every possible good shot out of every single frame. And so she's got to keep giving like, you know, 100 wow. percent level performance for oh, yeah nice. take after take after take after take cuz we got to get it from you know the wide shot we got to get it with a close up of her we got to mm-hmm. get the crowd reaction to her we got to get the band members in the back we got to get the backup singer. You know, everybody needs to be caught. And at no point can she just go, oh, well, on this take, I'm just going to dial right. it in. Right. She's got to give it. She's got to bring it every single time. And man, she does. I All ask- of them. They just do such a great job.
2: I got to ask you a question for JJ, who is is sick tonight and unfortunately couldn't make it. But she is, we were such Jeff Fordham fans. We love to hate him, we love to love him. And you had a lot of really fun scenes with him kind of going back and forth. Uh, early on before we lost him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what was it like on set with Oliver Hudson? Do you have any funny stories? Because I know him and kind of Luke, they kind of have a major bromance
0: going on. Is Luke doing a major bromance. Okay? It's pretty intense, though, too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think, honestly... There was a sad, like, it was a sad day, like the day, because we all knew that that was going to happen. But man, I mean, I've never seen like two grown men be so just, (laughs) I mean, they were like weepy. They were tearful about the moment, honestly, that they knew, okay, this is our last show together. Of course, they're still friends, and they're still going to hang out and see one another. Um, and his other show now, Screams I Me, mean, because that's not even filmed that far away. He's in Louisiana, so yeah. they can still hang out. <laughs> there um, you go. But, some... it, but yes, that romance is definitely... It's is, it is it's verging on weird. Yeah, that, it's like, <laughs> as
2: a lady in Luke's life, how do you even get in there? That's yeah, like, hilarious. Exactly. Exactly.
0: I mean, seriously. It's like, yeah, thank goodness that this is all for play, because if it was serious, I'd be jealous.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. It sounds like it's
0: a but blast. it's fantastic. Oliver Hudson is is really really fantastic. He was actually one of the first people, um, you know, outside of Luke that I had met on set. That you know, I just got a chance to kind of sit down and hang out and talk with. And I mean, yeah, just super down to earth, really funny, just a goofy guy, constantly practical joking, and just a real, yeah, very very laid back, very very down to earth. Just a super super cool dude. I really really enjoyed him, and I was sad to see him go. Too, yeah. I hadn't had the opportunity to get as um, you know close and linked to him. To and I just I regretted that I regretted that you know we didn't get to spend as much time with that. We did have some good scenes together. Didn't yeah, we? yeah, I thought we, we had a good, good chance ones. to do a little bit of something you that we did.
1: Yeah, and he was a great yeah. Well, definitely that's one of the reasons I was so
2: sad he died is because you guys as your your relationship was just going kind of gonna start going head to head because yeah. you know you were you yeah, chosen him. Really so I was, thought I was excited we were have for them. fun
0: being able to go tit for tat and mm-hmm. just kind of like you know mess with each other. Right. I thought it was going to be fun to to do that and to just kind of you know keep getting on one another's nerves and pushing each other's buttons and seeing who was going to be competing for uh, Luke's uh, affections.
2: (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Well, maybe it's a good thing he died (laughs) because you would have had a struggle there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Cynthia, we
1: really appreciate you calling in. We know that the fans love hearing from the people that are on the set in Nashville. Mm -hmm. Where can fans keep up with you and what's next and going on next with you?
0: Um, I am available on uh, Instagram and Twitter and all that nonsense. It's all the same. It's at Sin City Forever, C-Y-N-C-I-T-Y-F-O-R-E-V-E-R. And my website is just my name, CynthiaMcWilliams.com. And I am going to, like you said, I'll be back on Real Husbands of Hollywood for um, season four. We had a mid-season break, but we'll come back in the uh, winter and finish up that season um, I am getting ready to start shooting, uh, pilot in the, what is that, winter as well? Yeah. Or winter spring, I guess. I'm not really sure. So, but can't really talk about that because, you know, we never know pilots. Right. I did a pilot <laughs> last year for NBC called Love is a Four Letter Word and it never got picked up. So, we you never just never know, know what's going to go and what isn't going to go. Um, but, you know, that's always, pilot season is always the time to, you know, try your new show and see what's going to happen. Um, and hopefully we'll have a big success there. Definitely. Uh, I, have a, I don't know if you know this, but I do a lot of, uh, voiceover work as well. Um, I uh, just We just released Halo 5 for oh, all the video game yes. uh, people out there that are also happening to be uh, Nashville fans. Awesome. If you love Halo, get Halo, get your Xbox One. I love um, it. It's a really cool, different game this time. Uh, it's the first time that you can play other people. Um, and I am one of the franchise players, so I'm awesome. Spartan Tanaka. Uh, you can log on, awesome. you can play me, you can shoot some people down in my suit of armor.
2: Nice. That's so that cool, ass. being a video game character. Like, gosh, I can't, yeah. like, what a fun thing to do!
0: It's, it's really cool. It's like I, I love doing vo. Um, I love video games in particular. I've also worked on like the Spider-man games and some other um, Marvel Avenger games and stuff like that so yeah I really love um, I really love voiceover in general but I also really like video games in particular because when you get to do the motion capture work as well which is the fun stuff with the dots on you and you're yeah. playing in the big space and you get to really you know just play like literally go back into your you know 11 year old self and have yourself a good old time, and it's it's just a blast. And I really like the vocal work and the imagination that it, um, you know, brings back into and calls upon. I really, really appreciate being able to do work that isn't about necessarily being gorgeous or being all made up Mm -hmm. or having to, you know, be a certain size or anything. There's no pressure. It's all about just the imagination and the play and, you know, that vocal skill set, and it's really, really fun. It goes back to that the basics of performance, and you know my old days in the theater and such. So (laughs) that's so cool. What a cool. So that
2: also means if they like make a movie, you're like first on their list to call to play your character from the from the video game, right?
0: Well, that would be pretty cool. There you I don't go. know. <laughs> I'll tell I mean, you. you I think they down would or... trade me in for a minute if there was a cooler, hotter girl. Though I think, uh, I think oh, Rosario no. Dawson might win over me. Oh,
2: <laughs> come on!
0: That I is amazing. though. No, there's
1: lots of stuff going on. So that. Is, thank you so much for chatting with us. That was such a great,
0: great interview. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank, and you. thank you to all the fans who are watching and, and just who are giving Gabriella some love. I appreciate it so much. Of
1: course. Right. Well, thanks so much. Yeah. Bye, Cynthia.
0: Awesome,
2: awesome. She That's was great. Was awesome. I wish she could have come in studio. We, she's man. so much fun, and she's like actually a fan of Nashville That's too. That's the thing. It uh, makes it so fun
1: when you're talking to somebody who also has been watching it the whole time and just think like that'd be like us watching it, and then one day we and got then a role on
2: it. You guys, I'm working on it. I'm working on it, <laughs> Nashville. How's cool calling that be? I would die. I she would, does so many so awesome cool. things, I and I didn't get to mention Nashville, that
1: honestly. her first, the first acting job she ever booked was the Lake House, which was like with Sandra Bullock. And yeah. you Keanu know, like, hey, right? you're yeah, doing do pretty that. well. Yeah. Go girl. That's what we have to she's say. She's from Chicago. Yeah, she went to school in Chicago. Illinois. Grew up in Kansas, so she's she knows. Well,
2: maybe maybe when her schedule clears up, if we if Gabriella kind of stays, stays, stays away, I don't know in, from in what the she
1: insinuated... I think Colt's found a way to to make his dad really look at his life, which I'm excited about because was that not the best storyline of the
3: show? Oh, it was amazing. So and good. I love how Colt just is like actually tells it straight to his father's like and he's old enough to realize what's going on and he's old enough to speak up for himself. And he's a great actor.
2: Yeah, and I'm in shock. it's it's just it's such I feel like a realistic storyline and also realistic in the way that this is a side of kind of Fame that you don't get to see because this, they try to keep this stuff behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. So I think this portrayal of it is super interesting. It's, it's super relatable, not only for people who are famous, but also just like there comes a time as a teenager, and I know all of us probably went through it at some point with our parents, where you start to be able to make decisions and start to realize your parents aren't Aren't always always right. right. Exactly. And, you know, obviously Maddie's and Maddie's relationship is a little different because she's kind of making more mistakes than I feel like Colt is, but Colt is, he's Calling his dad out, and, and
1: it's something his yeah. dad—it's something that Luke needs to hear. And I think it is. It's—I mean—you see him tear up a couple times. Now his son's gone. After he's—he's he's too little, too late, and trying mm-hmm. to make this a valuable, a valued relationship. And that's Colt doesn't feel valued. He doesn't feel loved. And now he's leaving to go stay with his grandfather. He'd rather stay with someone who apparently is ten times more strict than his own dad because at least someone's going to care. And yeah, like, at, least right.
2: at, least at least he cares. At least he cares. So I
1: can't wait to see where this one goes because it looks like. Lou's kind of gonna go in a downward spiral a bit just because he he doesn't know how to handle it.
2: Yeah,
3: I don't know. But at least a- he at least he knows what's going on. There there's an issue there, and he's going to take this time off of work, hopefully, mm-hmm. to actually reevaluate his life and get things straight. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited to see where this one Me goes. Me too. And it's this a good is, one. I, Yeah,
2: it's it. This episode I thought was really really great, and it was so strong because that storyline was one of the bigger ones. It but. was. They were one of the threes a crowd.
1: Yes. What's yes, another threes were. a crowd? Well, with? Scarlet Gunner and his new girl. That's for sure.
2: Well, I, well, it's not mm. only threes a crowd. Four's a crowd in that it's relationship. More so four. There's two well I guess it's two
1: different threes, huh? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: The significant others. Caleb, bye.
2: Yeah, and just, it's, to just end. it's it's getting old and it's Does never. Does everyone work? agree
1: with us on this by now? <laughs> At this right. point, like it's just not going anywhere. He, they can't. Okay, first of all, he can't even talk about his doctor stuff. She mm-hmm. can't talk about seam because he doesn't find it like a legitimate job. Way. Yeah,
3: I. I, mean, just, I have a real job. That it's like how like, judgmental is like that at,
1: at the person you're supposed to love. So yeah. it's just obviously this is.
3: It just shows the audience just how much they're not alike. And how much they Mm -hmm. shouldn't be together? They're they're on so completely different. They come from completely different Different worlds. worlds.
1: Yeah. So we obviously know what's going to happen there. At least it's about time. It's a mid
2: season finale
1: Mm -hmm. next week. Bye bye. Bye -bye, But then what's going to happen with Scarlet and Gunner? Because Gunner he's having some fun now. He's loosening up. He's you know he's singing a good song, being funny. Scarlet's not amused
3: anymore. She was
1: sitting there writing seven songs, and he he kept staring at her like he wasn't, you know, he's being left out or whatever it was. And now he's just having a blast. I don't know. I think their timing, Scarlet. It's always and off. Gun-
3: yeah, Scarlett and Gunner's timing is always off by like a few hours. And yeah, I ridiculous. think it's going to happen again. <sighs>
2: it's
3: going to happen. again. I don't know.
2: I feel like they're. I feel like by the end of this season, they'll be back together. Let's hope. I think. I feel like that's the you know one it's more up and down I mean. between them, but they need to get them together. They they belong together, and we we'll need see. to get rid of. We got to get rid of Caleb first, and then we got get rid rid of this other girl. Yeah. Um. Who she? You know what? I th- I think she's really good for Gunner right now. Yeah, I don't she's hate her as me. much as I've been like hating her recently, but because I think she's what she's trying to do she's for Gunner fun. is genuine and fun. Yeah. So I he agree. needs that.
1: Okay, another three's a crowd. Who Deacon, Raina, and Marcus? Yes, uh, Marcus.
2: <laughs> oh, I don't even. Know. I can't. I just was like. Like, I just get out of the shirt. First of all, the, no, the song. Let's talk <laughs> oh, about the, the song. song. The his song. Voice. Yeah, the shirt was phenomenal. The
1: shirt was saying, sure, but the song, <laughs> that was amazing. I it, just
2: love his
3: character. I, just, I love his voice. Yes. I, I love was everything really about him. i impressed. Oh. I was but like, Deacon no, please sure sing the whole not, song. Deacon sure was not happy. Well, I mean, I understand where Deacon's coming from. That's a song that's so close, near and dear to him that no one knew about. So that he wrote was, about Reyna, of It was very intimate hear. and close to him. So I get it. After all these years have passed and someone else is now messing with his personal song, I get where Deacon's coming
2: but from. But I do think Deacon freaked out a little bit. Like, I was telling you guys this during the episode. I think he might have flipped his lid a little too He's quickly. Jealous. He is, but, but and he I kept thought that was, up to it. But that, I know, but that was very unprofessional what he did. And I think Reyna was trying. Head. He's always yeah. been a bit of a hot. Him, mm-hmm. I think Reyna handled it as best she could, but I blame that whole little like three the crowd situation and the thing on Deacon. Like, freaking like Marcus was just kind of doing a thing, I he don't was know. like in the mood, I'm whatever. Have I though, know you want to, he's wanna, doing you,
1: it on purpose because you, we say, Oh, yeah, he definitely messy. he's messing with it because then Reyna comes closer to him and he sees is Reyna gonna pick me or is he is she gonna pick him? And he feels like any little win when she says. When she sided with him, that he's getting closer. We saw when she came to his door, and she's like, you know, Deacon's my guy. You see him shut the door and kind of sigh, like, smile a little mm. bit. Because he's trying to manipulate his way in. And we already saw in the preview next week, he goes in for it. So, or he's does Raina go
2: in for it? No. 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 She's not that She looks like she got a little tipsy. She might have, but she's no. definitely
1: not the one that would have done but
2: that. But you know what? I gotta say this. I'm so pissed off about the preview for next week because freaking every time Deacon wants to propose or do something right they always mess it up and it makes me so mad. I'm so tired of it. If they didn't yeah. do
3: that, it wouldn't be called drama. Yeah, I'm just so. No. It's, it's just true though. Else. Why don't we
1: let Scarlett and Gunnar be the new Deacon and Rain? At least let them be happy. Gosh. I know. Nobody can be really? happy. That's not gonna happen. They're gonna tomorrow. have a guy almost come in between them now. Like, they've been through a Drunk, they've been through <laughs> death and you know Car what I mean, I'm sorry. Marriage, and now it's gonna yeah. be a guy who's a rock Pregnancy, star. Pregnancies,
2: yeah, give it's me like a break. Deacon, Deacon, have a little like, have a little bit more like, uh, like just. Be a little more, like, not, not as self-conscious as you are. It's like, dude, like, you're but Deacon Claiborne. Ne- Raina's loved you your whole life. Like, right. get but over it.
1: She like, she hasn't she's always Morgan's- shown it. So I get I get it. Oh, he's that so self-conscious and insecure. I get it a yeah. bit,
3: though. He, but, she's always okay, okay, so been married to somebody else. In honesty, love Deacon and Raina, but you you got to think of it like this. If Deacon lost Raina, what else does he have?
2: Maddie. Daphne.
3: But yeah. his if, if Rena lost Deacon, what else Scarlet. does she have? She has, she a has business, enough, but that's not. She, she has a career. Else. She has connections. Like Rena, no offense, has way more no. things. Going I worried. disagree with you. Okay,
1: I'm not even worried about this relationship ending. It's not going to end. This is just yeah, a little just drama like, that they've got to mix I get, in there. Um,
3: Deacon's oh, no. just insecure <laughs> and needs to get over himself. Yes, he there's he all these moments it. where Rena has proved her loyalty and solidarity in that relationship, and he's still questioning it <laughs> after uh, all
1: these years. Boys will be boys. Let's leave it. That because I can't wait to see what happens next week between them. Uh, Speaking of Maddie and Daphne, bless little Daphne. I like literal. I cannot. I thought I was gonna. I was literally gonna yell at the TV because that was so messed up. Like. The, those little, those are such harsh things to say to someone who's a twelve-year-old girl who is so susceptible to being molded into someone, and that just makes her feel
2: bad about herself. It's I so know, sad. but you guys, come on! Like, I are you have a younger sister? Yeah, I have a younger sister. Do you have a younger
3: sister? No, I'm the youngest. You, <laughs> so those, I felt I fell for Daphne. Yeah, I well, like, and I, I fell know for that Daphne, cruelty, too. but yeah. like
2: those things happen as you're growing up and aging and figuring out what your relationship is like. Like, yes, it's not nice, but like. At least, again, like, I enjoyed that storyline just because it was so real. Mm. And, like, they're not shying away and trying to make it more dramatic than it really needs to it be. It just makes me just hate Maddie honest... so much. Right. No, but, like, but you, you've no, been that brat before to you your sister. I've been the one that's like, don't come hang out
1: with my friends, but never to the point where it's like, you look bad. And you, Like, I was never that girl. My gosh. Mm. I was like, that's just straight, straight up no, It was to the
3: point where Maddie was being mean to be mean. Because, because she's
1: in such a bad. Because she's like, not yeah, getting what she wants. She always this. realizes after the fact. I mean, everyone—it's family. You get it. Like you go through it, but it's like that poor girl. Daphne has been through it and I through know. it. Like her she, yeah. she don't even. Her dad's in prison right now. You guys, like a little bit. Maddie needs to have a heart because think about it and be that good role model that you've you are. When we saw her down. step
2: up and, like, do what exactly what she should have done in the first place is, hey, here's some clothes. Let's pick out our outfit together. Like, you don't need to be looking like that. Like, you you know, like, and explaining to her where she's coming from. She's not trying to make excuses for what she's doing. She She just kind of explained to her, hey, it's hard now because we're just Two very different ages, and like when you're a teenager, you'll get it too. But I'm going to completely different things, which is so real. Where the
1: heck's their mother? Like I get that she's out producing some albums, but come on, you need to be there when your daughters are going through these kinds of things to help a little bit mediate. Well, don't freaking Mm -hmm. sign
2: them, and then like don't like freaking (sighs) like work with them on the thing. I don't know. It just soon enough they got to get Marcus's
1: album out because obviously he's the one that's going to make some money right now. Now.
2: I want Maddie to get
1: out. That's the question. I,
2: I hope it uh, does, and I want Maddie to do a track with him. I think, or we'll Maddie see. and Daphne yeah. to do a track with him. Something yeah. to help launch those girls too. And Marcus loves them. Ooh, we
1: didn't talk about Wade Cole yet. Oh God, Sorry, we oh, gotta goodness. move off from yeah, yeah. Goodness, so much. There's a lot in this episode. It was but, so good. Yeah, Avery, bless him. Yeah. He is just hustling. He's starting from the ground. He's starting from ground zero again. It's here It's
3: humbling. I w- and I will give it to. But he's Avery. always been a hard worker, and his just his mentality and perspective on this. Like, I'm not. I'm doing this for myself. I'm doing this to pr- protect and help provide for Cadence, and not take like a... Bu- that's yeah, a very respectable, a you know, position to be in. It was like, you know what, you do what you do. But Avery. this is the thing. Don't
2: be so proud as to potentially hurt like your
3: daughter. I know he's not hurting his
2: daughter, but come on. You do deserve like Juliet's her mom. You deserve some type of like child support from her. So it's not oh, all money. on your shoulders cuz you're literally the only It'll one taking there. care of this girl. It'll get there. So like drop the pride act and the take the money so you can actually really be working so you can get to a level in your career that you can fully support her on your own. And if you have to take some child support from Juliet, drop the pride at the door, Avery. I'm sorry. Know. I
1: don't think it's that at this point. He's newly separated from the love of his life I don't think it, it's probably him holding on to wondering if they're ever going to reconcile it it's not mm-hmm. always like pride and then he's got Emily who's Juliet's calling and she's not telling him that's going to blow up oh, I don't bad. know I just feel like bless his heart he's doing what he's got to do and he'll figure it out because he's not going to let his daughter suffer from it but you know, he's but always been a think hard worker. But doing he's, what he has to do. He's got to
3: build a career
1: he's
2: doing jingles. without jingles He's doing some way to sure, make money. Yeah, sure. And he can still do all that stuff and like to help his career and to make money on his own to kind of fill that void of wanting to work because I understand the, the need and feeling of you. you want to work. Like, I'm a worker too. Like, I just want to work sometimes. But what bothers me is when, like, you're, like, literally scraping the bottom, like, trying to make sure you can hang on to pay rent, to pay groceries, whatever, when it's, like, Juliet is Cadence's mom. Like, get like you deserve some some money from that because she's completely MIA and you're basically taking care of her I child. I don't know. I, I don't know. That's just how I feel about the situation. Drop the pride. Alimony.
1: Easy, Drop but. It's different for a guy, I'm sure, and it's he wants to be, you know... It's like, that that's his whole relationship with Juliet. Oh, you've, you're married to Juliet, this money maker. Like, you know, at some point, he probably no, wants to separate himself like, from that in general. You also have to
3: remember, Avery, a talented musician and whatnot. He tried... He was at the start of having a successful relationship with the the three exes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. they had a potential so good career. Sad. But then his producing... And You only got his producing because of Juliet, so like I understand Avery's grind to build a professional career without Juliet tied. That is too. but like, how is he going to do that if he's
2: still not being honest with the fact that he's not tied with her? Like, and that's the other thing that's frustrating. It's just like, dude, if you're gonna, and I, I get it, it's going to take it's time. Fresh. But, yeah, yeah, it's fresh, I think it's but fresh. Like, if if you're gonna if you're gonna be as stubborn as you as he as he's being and like cut ties fully with her. Be a little bit more honest about it, so like people know what you're going through, buddy. Like,
1: and that's another way that he's protecting Juliet. It's actually kind mm-hmm. of a nice thing. They get know. some money from her. God. She's in rehab. Like he's not letting that out yet. He's but always also, been an upstanding guy when it comes to that. Yeah. And I mean, at some point, I'm sure it'll all work out in his favor because he's the one that deserves it. And if it doesn't, then man, what's the point of working hard in general? Yeah, but at the end of the day, Hello.
3: Lord. Right. At the end of the day, Avery still loves Julia, and that's what's holding. him Yeah, back. of course yeah. you
1: want us. You want to kind of salvage yeah. it. Well, on the other note, we got to talk about Will Lexington working with Wade Cole. What the heck is happening? There are
2: people like that in the world, which kind of blows my mind. Well, still. what blows
1: my mind is that he chose to then work with him after he. Ha- Obviously has these what this we moral want and issue. What we need is different. Strong values. It's well and he and unlike Avery, mm-hmm. he's still will still struggling with everything. And he's still trying to find him his place and how he's gonna react to the situation, how
2: he's gonna stand up and be who he
1: is. He's trying to figure that out.
2: This is this is the thing though. Freaking, well, why don't you work with him? Work with him. And, like, even if he tries to keep your mouth shut, that's still your song. You can talk about it in the media and everything and be honest Mm -hmm. about it. Like, why not? Because
1: he is just so not that guy yet. And I hope he
2: becomes that. And maybe that's
1: why he is going to work with him. And maybe that's what we'll see. But he better watch real carefully. If his name is not listed as a songwriter, he's got to Mm -hmm. read that contract. Because I feel like this
3: guy could easily... Want, he wants to hide over. and He wants him
2: to sign like a like non disclosure agreement. No, yeah, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. just just but just don't do it. But you can still get paid for your work right now until if. If, if, that, if it comes to that, then Will can be like, nope, I'm not doing it. Right. I hope and,
3: he plays it a little bit, and that may be what he's doing. Right. I also understand that Will just wants to work and get a name out there and start building his writing career. Very understandable. But sometimes, in the industry, you do have to work with people you cannot stand. Always. In any And I industry, think it's just one of those situations. In
1: life in general. If
3: it helps get him his foot into the door and he's working with some a do it. A-hole, do
1: and it. I think it's more about actually he's attaching his name to this big star and showing that he can work with somebody I don't know. We'll see. We'll even see what though they happens. Don't have the same
2: beliefs. Yeah, no, we'll see.
1: It like, makes Wade Cole look good though, too. That's the problem. We're not no, make, make Wade it bad. Wade yeah. No, it's,
2: got, it's making Wade because Wade Cole is most worried about his fans, his wife, his image, his image, his political image. So no, it's it, in the end, this is never nothing about this is can hurt Will. This is only going to hurt Wade Cole, depending on how Wade Cole deals with the situation. And yeah, depending I think on how Luke Will Me-
1: Lexington handles takes it, it. because it, it can hurt him if he doesn't choose to. Yeah. That's the issue. He's a very sensitive dude right now. He just got, oh,
2: well. We, oh. can't, we can't be these people. Oh. So let's move on. <laughs> I think we covered it. I think we did everything. It's back. a lot of, a it's lot of, so a crowd much. up in yeah. there. Oh, The songs goodness. were amazing. They were really good songs. So good.
1: Yes. So, what's you want to go straight to predictions? Let's get yes. to predictions. Okay. Up
3: to and now, you're After, After Buzz TV, TV. TV. Hmm.
1: i got to say my first one. I think Wayne Cole is actually gay. I knew you were going to. <laughs> so, no. I think that's going to be an interesting thing <laughs> if that's the case. Who knows? Maybe not, but that's what I saw. The other one was... Oh, what was it? It was so
3: good. I okay. forgot. Somebody Wh- go. While you're thinking, I think Gunnar and Scarlett are going to write another song together that might rekindle things up. Gunner realizes this girl that he's with, as funny as she is, whatever, and is loosening him up. Cut those steps. Wait, question. Yeah. Girls, who do you think his song was about? It was The about- girl across from him or Scarlett.
1: I thought it was about the girl across from him and himself.
3: Yeah, okay.
1: just like letting go, whatever
3: yeah. kind
2: of thing. At Having fun. Was like touching statues' boobs.
3: No, and but the Golly. song it had a completely different vibe to what Gunner I liked we're used it. to seeing. It Gunner was like sing.
2: it sounded like KT Tunstall. It was very rhythm rhythmic. Bit, yeah. It was like I liked it a lot.
1: Yeah. Oh, I remember my other one. Good. I predict that Marcus's album will not. Get released, and she will lose all that money, and then she's going to have to invest in her daughters to try to find a way to get some money back in Highway sixty five, or it's going to fold, and her daughters are left without a label in general, and so is she.
2: I got it. I got one. We got to have the drama, people. I think I think Luke to try to get Colt back is going to try to use Maddie, and I think that's going to like like get him and Raina obviously interacting, him and Deacon obviously interacting, going to. Cause the tension there once Marcus kinda of leaves the picture a little bit. And yeah, I think he's gonna to try to be the cool dad. The one that's like, Oh, let me which, let you see your girlfriend, again, which is not still not right yeah, still <laughs> no. not the right thing
3: to do. <laughs> oh, but bless yeah. him. I, I have an idea. No. I think because we see in the previews that Marcus makes a move on Raina, I think Raina's gonna fire Marcus, lose all that money on him, not release mm-hmm. the album, invest all the money back into her daughters, and then that will happen. That causes oh, chaos. Golly, she's gonna lose money because she's gonna fire Marcus. I
2: don't even know Can you guys. She sign Will Lexington already. Like I'm just like I'm it's just about to them. Like Will could do the same, you know, whatever album that Marcus is trying to do, and you know, Reina could could make it amazing. So I don't know. That's what we got. What got. We did have
1: one one little piece of news and gossip, real quick. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Huh. After Buzz, and TV this was tweeted news. to
1: us actually, and I read a little bit about it. But the cast of Nashville was actually honored at the CMT Artist of the Year ah. event that they had, and that was actually, I believe, when was it? Today. So they were honored tonight at, in Nashville. So that's, that's pretty cool. cool. They picked different people, and they got to they got to be a part of it. So this that's cat awesome. I mean, this show it just definitely spans the the people here, the fans. <laughs> Awesome. Alright, you guys, thanks so much for joining us again for another episode of Nashville. Like I said, I won't be here next week, but I'm gonna obviously be watching. So tweet me. I'm at Southern underscore wit, and you can follow my blog, chasingcountry.com.
2: Uh, you guys can find me, I will be here next week. Yay. I will uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Keaton Markey.
3: And you can follow me at Sarah TV on Twitter. All right. See you for the last
2: episode. Bye.
0: From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network.